Welcome back to another episode of the Kitman Podcast. My name is Rohan. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And I say it all the time, but be sure to follow. Drop five stars if you enjoyed the content. Helps us out a ton. So let's get into top five wingers of all time. You guys, let us know your thoughts on our list. Because joining me, the two smartest Englishmen in the world, <laughs> Gareth and James. How are we? Very good, mate. James, probably less so. James, yeah, James, James, James has had a long day. Can't be too bad. But he loves <laughs> you guys so much, he still hopped on. That's why you should drop five stars. Shameless plug. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. Just do it for James. For James. For James. Do it for me. All <laughs> right. Let's get into it. Tied in sixth. So starting off in sixth, which is pretty good. Ryan Giggs and Gareth Bale. Mm-hmm. How's Giggs got in here? I'm sorry. Who's done that? I have. Christ, mate. I have. Christ. Longevity merchant, that's what he is. <laughs> it might be because, like, he's he's in my head, but mm. that's why I've gone with gigs. I was considering best, but I've never actually seen him play a full 45, past, like, 45 minutes, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. No, that's fair. You can't really judge what you haven't seen and stuff. Even so, gigs. Even the last, you know, 20 years or whatever. Nah, no, no, no. United fans will probably be mad at me for that. But, like, as good as he was, <laughs> and as terrible a human being as he is, um, but as good as he was, I th- I do feel like it was just, like, longevity, which, like, kind of solidifies his his legacy a bit. He was a fantastic footballer. Um, and, like, you know, the fact he moved into central midfield in his later years, played as long as he did, was a testament to how good he was. But... um. Yeah, I don't know, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't like him. Maybe it is a bit of bias there, but yeah. No, no, I I knew it was a shout for myself too. I was going to put Neymar, but I wasn't sure if I counted him more as an attacking mid or a winger. I'd say more of a winger, yeah. More of a winger? Okay, I'd probably put Neymar there, but I ended up counting Neymar as an attacking mid. So okay, let's Neymar. just shove Neymar in there instead. All right. Okay, all right. <laughs> Na- t- t- tied in six, Get Neymar and Bale. Neymar and Bale. <laughs> Um, James, you had Bale. Talk about him for a little bit. Yeah, I just think he, I mean, he's well, he's arguably Britain's greatest ever player. Like, there are are a couple. There's what, Charlton, Bobby Moore, Dargleish, Rooney, Gareth Bale. There's a few. But what, Gareth Bale, Jackie Wilshire, of course. Um, There's just something about Gareth Bale. But when you watch him, He's arguably like the closest thing that this that this that this island has had to be like a Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, yeah, as a winger, this guy scored a stupid amount of goals. He's, he was a phenomenal dribbler, fast, strong as anything. And when even when he goes to Real Madrid, biggest club in world football, it, it was it's a really strange one. But I mean, I think he was a massive success personally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like so many trophies, so many clutch goals phenomenal player to watch. He's one of those players that just feels like a, a little bit like an alien when you watch him. Mm. So he's, in, in my opinion, he's got to be up there. Absolutely. Yeah. What he did uh, for Wales as well, like since moving to Wales and like kind of watching them more and more, like it's not just, you know, turning up at other tournaments, obviously the world cup it's, he's on his final legs. So, you know, it's, it's hard yeah. to judge, but even so um, he turns up obviously was one of Wales's better players, scored the penalty 
which is a penalty, but it's a huge moment, iconic moment in Welsh football history. Um, but more so 2016, Euro 2016. He was absolutely phenomenal. Him and Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey was my player of the tournament, but Bale was incredible as well, of course. Um, but it's it's the dragging Wales to those to those tournaments. Uh, you know, Wales have had good players outside of him as well. You know, Ramsey, Joe Allen, uh, Ashley Williams. Players but it's like just that. one-off players. They've never had, like, two mm. players that, who can link and, like, do everything together. That's what makes Gareth Bale so good, I think, for Wales. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like people, Welsh people sometimes get a bit annoyed when you say that he carried them. But there's moments like the World Cup qualifiers last year um, where he the just Austria steps game. up. Yeah, he steps up in that Austria game, scores a ridiculous free kick. And the second goal is fantastic as well. Only he could have done that in that team, on that pitch even. Um, yeah, absolutely phenomenal player. So clutch. His mentality is or was incredible for a long time. Um, obviously, I think he, he fell out of love with football, which is a massive shame. If that hadn't happened, if injuries hadn't happened, I think he would have been, he would have made my list, basically. Um, but I think, yeah, there's just other players who I have slightly ahead of him. Um, but Gareth Bale, which is weird, because like, he's one of my favourite footballers of all time, despite the fact, you know, he played for Spurs and everything. Just watching him for Wales has just been unreal, made me have such a deep appreciation of him. So, yeah. He's, no, he's worthy on this list. But can I, uh, can I Wales is best ever that, player, um, not gigs. Can I just point out that Gareth Bale uh, retired from football, became a professional golfer, and still won the MLS Cup of LAFC? True. <laughs> That's yeah. how much of a baller. Exactly. Yeah, even even that MLS, like uh, like he didn't really contribute too much uh, to LAFC. He but he, yeah, but he stepped up in that clutch moment, and you know. That is one of the things that's his one of his greatest yeah. strengths. When his team needs him, he steps up, and you can't really say that about too many players. He's truly elite in that aspect. No, no doubt about it. <clears throat> Let's move into fifth, where we had another tie between George Best, <coughs> excuse me, and Mister Stanley. So James had Stanley, Gareth had Best. Um. You both were the only ones to have each of those players. So, uh, Gareth, why don't you take it away with George Best? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough one with George Best because I've not seen a lot. But what I have seen is just absolutely unreal. Um, he didn't have as long a career as he could have and probably should have done um, because of certain weaknesses. Don't in his drink, mind. kids. <laughs> yeah, certain weaknesses <laughs> in his mind. Uh, <laughs> Uh, womanizing and drinking mainly but the fact he was that good while still doing that like is just a testament to how good he was a huge part of man united's european cup success and obviously w winning league titles as well it was probably like the uk's first proper like superstar footballer if you want to say like rock and roll footballer it was those kind of days where like you look at the music and the film industries and anyone who was a star kind of went off the rails so yeah, it's a massive shame that that happened. Um, but even so, to deliver what he did uh, in the in the years that he did was uh, phenomenal. And like, yeah, when you watch him back, like he was just so ahead of his time, so much like better than everyone else, um, at least like in England and stuff. Obviously, around that same time, you got Pele, Eusebio, all these different players around around the world. Not necessarily the best player in the world, but so much better than anyone else in England at the time, I think. Uh, there's obviously Bobby Charlton there as well. Of course. Bobby Charlton, sir. Yeah. Bobby Charlton. Um, James, Stanley Matthews, why don't you take it away with him? 
Yeah, I just think Stanley Matthews, he's the he's kind of like the first he he's kind of the first cool winger, like of his generation, if you will. I mean, he was what he's born in nineteen fifteen. He he would have started playing about nineteen twenty seven, twenty eight, and he played until he was what fifty, which mm. is just a joke. Now, if we're talking about longevity merchants, you have Stanley Matthews right there. Yeah. But like this this dude was ultra popular. He made he made being a winger cool. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't like he wasn't like the type of wingers that we're going to be talking about in this game. It, you know, this was this was like nearly a hundred years ago. This is a dude who was just an out and out winger. You know, he scored if you're lucky, seven goals a season. Um but that's just the way wingers were at the time. Um hmm. and it's it, this dude clearly had something about him. I mean, you have the, I believe it's, I can't remember which final it is, but Stanley Matthews doesn't even score. I think the, one of the players scores uh, for Blackpool, scores a hat-trick, but it's known as the Matthews final. Mm. I just think this dude is like, I just think in terms of like, making wingers cool, and like, making it a really popular position, I okay. think Stanley Matthews has got to be there. Yeah. yeah. I think, for me, with Stanley Matthews, again, like, there's very little that we can actually yeah, see oh, in yeah, terms of watching. And can um, I just say, can I just point yeah. out, I, I made a video on Matthews before my uh, channel got banned. Um, it's when he won the Ballon d'Or in 1956. Mm. He is nearly 40 at the time, and you're watching, he, he gets this Ballon d'Or because of um, performances in like in like friendlies in, against like Brazil and the British Home Championship. He's up against like Nilton Santos and some really good fullbacks at that time. And he absolutely mm. destroys them. He's nearly forty years of age. Yeah, yeah, no, like, um, I, I, yeah. The thing I think with him though is like, again, it's hard to judge because we don't know exactly. We, we, there's, there's so li- such limited footage and stuff. But I do wonder how much of it is just a bit more being a pioneer. And there's another player I'll talk oh, yeah. about in, in this aspect, rather than like actually being one of the best. But again, this is greatest, and this is about legacy like was he uh the uk's first ballon d'or winner as well or the first, the first ever ballon d'or winner. yeah first yeah one. that's right um yeah so th- that's something within itself and like you say to do it at the age he was and again he played against some of the best in the world at the time so there's no doubt in how good he was um but yeah i'll come on to like another player i'm going to talk about in this and i'll make the point but i think it also applies to stanley matthew so for some people they would take it away i've kind of gone with a similar kind of uh reasoning for someone else though so i can't use it as something against stanley matthews um it's just something that like like, yeah some people would would raise because i've I've heard it about the player i'm going to mention shortly probably but yeah shortly let's see would it be garincha it would be, yeah. Um, because Garincha is in at fourth. So, yeah, Garincha is like, there's Stanley Matthews and then kind of Garincha takes over the mantelpiece of like uh, developing what it was to be, you know, the next generation of wingers, if you like. Um, and like, I don't know exactly how good he was because, again, there's limited footage um, and it's hard, it's hard to tell. He did play against, you know, some of the best in the world and is revered as you know one of the best wingers uh, his dribbling ability is just well, was was phenomenal um but again i don't know how much of this is just 
legacy that's you know just been put on there by the myth of this player similar with Stanley Stanley Matthews similar with like Garincha because they don't put up these freakish numbers you know and so you can't just go yeah look at those numbers that that solidifies him it is one of these players that you kind of have to watch to know exactly how good and I really struggled with like I because I thought of Stanley Matthews as well I really struggled with who do I go with and like how much do I go with based on what I know and where, what? how much do I go with based on what is like put out there into football kind of folklore, if you will. Um, in the end, I put, I think I had Garincha third. Yeah, just because I think, um, and the reason I put him, not someone like a Stanley Matthews is because he did it on like the world stage at the World Cup. He won two World Cups, so that's 62-1 in particular. He was the best uh, player at the tournament and kind of won it for Brazil in Pele's absence. Um, and in the clips that you see of that, like you can see him just like running past a guy and just drilling it across the box for Vava or someone like that to tap in. And yeah, you can just see him changing games, even in just the, the limited amount of highlights you get. But again, it is hard. Like, um, if, if you, if I was to look at someone like a, a Gareth Bale, it was he actually better than someone like a Garincha, but Garincha's held so highly by people in Brazil and people who watched him because he was a pioneer at the time and he was one of the best players at the time. You know, Gareth Bale's one of the best players of our era, but, you know, so was he actually on par with Grincha? I don't know. It's really hard to make that kind of um, judgment and where to put them. But in the end, I just went on based on what I've kind of seen and heard over, over the years. And yeah, I thought with that World Cup success, I thought I'd put him in there and I put him at third. James, how come you didn't have Grinch on your list? I just don't know a great deal about his career besides the 62 World Cup, which is strange. I think I would. I, I, I really don't for some for some reason. Mm. So I, I couldn't really put him in there. Okay. All right. Let's move into third. I will say we all had the same number one and number two. So oh, third, third spot was open for debate. And we decided on Ronaldinho. Me and James had him in at third. Gareth had him in at fifth. Um, for me, I know, I think I know why Gareth had him fifth. I, I know Ronaldinho is one of those players that make you fall in love with football, Mm. all those things, but he was a little bit overrated. I think his reputation does precede him in some sense. Um, I I think if I can jump in on that point, I think when we look at his entire career and stuff, like there's definitely questions to be asked Yeah, at his best. He was Amazing. as good as it as good as it comes outside of the two freaks we're going to get on to talk about. Um, like, yeah, in terms of what I've seen as a winger, he would be the next best. Um, but again, I didn't speak in the best. I didn't see much of best, and I can only go off what I've seen and what has been said. He had a little, even he, without much longevity, he had more longevity than Ronaldinho and then Zema Gorincha, which is why I ended up putting those guys above him. But like in terms of like just freakish talent on on the ball like what he could do with the football i think i don't know if there's a player ever who is more entertaining could do everything yeah so like one of my favorite players and i really i was really struggling with this third to fifth position i could have switched it around i said i think when i sent in the the list to you and i said uh this i might change yeah this. you might change it yeah and i typed out a yeah, bunch of messages that. where i put ronaldinho in third and moved the other two down and I just really wasn't sure what to do. But in the end, part of it, part of it was I, I knew you guys would have him on there. And so I thought, well, if I if I've got him a bit low, those guys are gonna have him on. So that'll bump him at, up yeah. anyway. 
I think ultimately there is a very good argument that he is third. Um, if we're talking just prime, I would say undeniably across the whole career. I don't know. I think also a bit, like a little bit more of a debate there. Yeah. When it comes to like as well, like he won a World Cup, but in that World Cup, he was very much the third best of those three attacking players. Um, so like it, it was weird. He really had those like two or three years at Barca where he was absolutely unplayable. And then outside of that, there was clearly this great player, but mentality issues, his partying, um, and perhaps maybe he was hey, too much of a, a showboat. Can't that blame the didn't... Brazilians for partying. <laughs> no, but you know, yeah. Didn't James, he your have, thoughts didn't, on? Didn't he have a clause in his contract saying he could like party two times a week? I have no idea. That sounds yeah, like Ronaldinho. That, that would that, be when he was at, I think it was when he was playing in Mexico or Brazil. I can't remember. Can't remember what. But yeah, Ronaldinho, just such an entertaining player. Like. There's and it's not like I'm trying to think of someone who is who is entertaining, but that's all they've got. Like this, this dude is entertaining, but actually quality at football, mm. and like actually has end product, actually has like a a, a point to their game, whereas mm. they're not just showboating. And he did it. For, he didn't do it for incredibly long, but for those few years. Boy, with he just, he's just one of those players that you watch and you just want to play football. You want to emulate him. He's just this really iconic figure. I mean, uh, Rohan, you won't know this, but in the UK, we have these things called like Match Magazine. And it was like cartoons of these players and like Ronaldinho, who has like the biggest buck teeth ever. And it's just <laughs> randomly iconic. It's, it's class. And even, even when he was at Brazil, one thing that I absolutely love is when he's playing for Atletico Mineiro. It's in 2014, the Copa Libertadores. It's an unbelievable um, Libertadores to Minero. And he must be about 35, 36. And he absolutely drags him to a Libertadores, which is like their equivalent of Champions League. And it just kind of cements his legacy in Brazil because he had that great start for Grêmio and he ends it on such a high in his home country. Yeah, yeah. No. That is something I really did appreciate about Ronaldinho is that obviously there were reasons for it uh, why he went back to uh, to Brazil. Um, but ultimately, and then fact... yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I love the fact that he went back there, and you know, he was even when he was he was still good enough to play in Europe. I think yeah. if 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 he you know maybe stopped the partying and all that like he could still play at the top level. He clearly when you watched him, I remember because like I would find all these dodgy streams because the two players to watch were Neymar and then obviously Ronaldinho was there as well. Um, so yeah, it it was worth going out of your way to watch that Brazilian football at the time for those two. And yeah, he was still class. Like there's obviously that game with him where he takes on Santos and. Neymar's the best player in Brazil at the time. He cracks the Ballon d'Or top 10 whilst playing outside of Europe. Um, but there's that game where Neymar's absolutely tearing. Like he's just, he's the man of the match. But Ronaldinho ends up scoring a hat trick because he's just so class when he gets those opportunities. Whereas Neymar was just a bit more raw. And even though he was so entertaining in that game, Ronaldinho's just got those moments of quality um, and ends up winning the game uh, for his team. So. Yeah, like he was still quality then, but like, yeah, it is just a shame that he couldn't couldn't do it at the top level. Like even like I remember at um, when he did go to AC Milan, he was still phenomenal there as well. Um, 
yeah, it's, it is just a shame they just didn't yeah. last longer. Basically. He's a baller across all, all facets. Everything he touched was gold. Speaking mm. of gold, first and second place. First one, Messi across the board. Second, Ronaldo across the board. All in agreement here. I don't want to spend too long on these two because I feel like it's kind of a dead thing. Like they're talked about enough. Yeah. There, we know everyone knows about them. Yeah, we, we, everyone knows about them. Everyone's seen them. Um, mm. So I guess just quickly, like your thoughts on on one and two, James. Um, one and two. So what's that? Darwin Nunes and Reese Nelson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darwin Nunes and Reese Nelson. Yeah. Tr- tricky one after the weekend. Um, no, um, it's basically. I mean, for me, Messi's always been number one, at right. least at least compared to Ronaldo. Messi's always mm. been uh, better, and it's 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 just because of who I think the better footballer is. Because you can compare the accolades at least prior to this World Cup, and it's pretty much neck and neck. Mm. Um, I just always thought Lionel Messi was a far superior footballer. Ronaldo, fair enough, a lot more clutch, but Messi's the one who's creating these clutch chances that the Barcelona players always seem to miss. Um, <laughs> I just think Messi's a far superior footballer. He's got to go number one. And that World Cup just cemented what I thought originally. So, yeah. I mean, you echoed everything I wanted to we, say there. What else did I say? We've said it all millions of times. Yeah. For Messi to do that at the World Cup at, at his age, we've spoken about Ronaldinho doing crazy things in his later years, Stanley Matthews, of course, as well. For Messi to go and do that in this modern day and age where, like, so much of the game is about athleticism and that game against Croatia especially really stands out where he just like tears apart probably the best centre-back at the tournament and you couldn't even say anything against Vardiol in that moment you're just like mm-hmm. unlucky mate you, you're up <laughs> against the GOAT with a you know with all the motivation Got he'll ever need like turned. yeah but it wasn't even like it wasn't even bad defending it was just like there's no, nothing he could it's do just messy it's just messy yeah um yeah, I mean, there's I, there's no debate. I, I, it's not even worth uh, um, entertaining uh, oh. these days. There's there's no debate, and that's no uh, that's no disrespect to Cristiano, who's phenomenal. Just Messi is right. better, bro. Messi's yeah, better. and I mean, in in those in those prime years for Ronaldo as well, we're talking specifically about wingers. He was like, because in his later years, he very much became specifically a goal scorer. But you know, the dribbling. Um, he could whip across in. He could beat a man. He was so entertaining to watch in, in his own right. So it's no disrespect to him, but it, it is just uh, very clear who's number one at this point. Um, I just want to mention also, um, people might say, oh, what about Maradona? What about Cruyff? We're not considering those guys as wingers mm-hmm. for the next sake episode. of... Yeah, they'll be considered in the next episode. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, also, can I just point out quickly with... Uh, the comparison of Messi and Ronaldo. What I find quite ridiculous is how Messi went deeper, Ronaldo went more central and forwards, and Messi still went came like neck and neck with him with goals. Mm. Just a joke. Good point, James. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the delusional people up. Yeah. Pessy, no, though, isn't no, it? I'm, Pessy, I'm with of course. you. There. I'm with you there. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. Be sure to join us next time. And yeah, we'll see you then.